Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Geisler's Guidelines. I finally made it back to my own studio out of L's recording booth, so I'm finally back in my own surroundings. And here with me is an extra special guest. Um, I can't tell you how excited I am for this episode and see how it's going to go. I have one of my favorite people here. Uh, I have... Uh, I still want to call you Mrs. Spees, but I have Becky Spees here in the studio with me. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I am Becky Spees. I was Jordan's freshman English teacher at Oldham County High School. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say he was one of my favorite students. Oh, thank you. And has become a friend of mine. And I was really excited when he invited me to be on his podcast. And honestly, you were probably my favorite teacher that I had at OC because... You were so kind. You gave me so much feedback about writing and I want to be a writer in the future. And so that honestly just meant the world to me. And the fact that you took the time out of your day to do this podcast also means the world to me. So thank you so much for being here. Well, I'm super excited. Thank you. Absolutely. So before we jump into our great discussion topic today, we have another segment of Bowl of Scenarios. Okay. These are different scenarios. So if you would please choose one paper from the bowl. Okay. It says, you find out that your friend's been hanging out without you. How do you react? Okay, so circle of friends that you're a part of is hanging out without you. How do you react? This will show my age. <laughs> I will say, good for you. I'd really rather stay at home anyway. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's, a, that's definitely not a new age kind of response. No. Because for me, the way I think of it is like, justice needs to come down on this situation. <laughs> and as I've mentioned before, all of these scenarios are things that have happened to me. So I had a group of friends in high school and I thought I was like with it. I wasn't. Uh, there was a whole group text that I wasn't a part of. Ooh. That hurt me emotionally. Not going to lie. That was an emotional time. Um, but I, we were at a youth group or no, we were at a small group and they were talking about how they'd all gone to see a movie together And I think I actually said, oh, thanks for the invite as like this really passive aggressive Mm -hmm. response. And they were just like, oh, like, it just totally slipped Mm -hmm. my mind to invite Mm -hmm. you. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." okay, happened again with another function. I didn't even get an invite or anything and found out about it at the small group. And I was just like, "Uh, clearly these people are not who I thought they were, which is honestly a very hard thing to grasp and deal with but if it were to happen to me again I would I would probably just try and smile and pretend like it doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. and then I don't know maybe I would just try and do one-on-one things with the people in the group instead of trying to be involved with the group as a whole right because clearly I'm not a part of that dynamic Um, but that's what I would do. So. Well, you mentioned not being part of a group text. That would probably bother me. Okay. If How it's come? a if it's a group that I'm normally part of the group text, mm-hmm. and then I was left out of something, I would feel like, well, well, why wasn't I part of that? Yeah. Because I do like that communication. Yeah. Um, I pro I wouldn't say anything because honestly, I <laughs> it probably wouldn't bother me for too long. But <laughs> yeah. I would think about it. Yeah. So interesting. Yes. Yeah. So. 
Another great segment of Bowl of Scenarios. Yes. So we have a topic uh, that is very interesting because the more I thought about it, the more I realized I deal with this topic a lot. Okay. Uh, we are talking about conflict yes. today. So our very first question, can you handle conflict? No. <laughs> and why, why can't you handle conflict? <laughs> Well, I didn't realize this about myself for a long time, that how uncomfortable I am with conflict. And I have learned a lot about myself in the past five or 10 years about how much I hate conflict. Mm -hmm. I avoid it at all costs, mm -hmm. which is not a great thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. And I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram. I've heard about that, but I have no idea what it is. Okay. Once I learned about the Enneagram and learned what number I am. It made a whole lot of sense because I'm the Enneagram number that avoids conflict at all costs. Okay. To an unhealthy degree. <laughs> Is it like a Myers-Briggs kind of personality it's similar. thing? Okay. It's similar. Okay. But it it explained me so well mm -hmm. for the good and the bad that that is something I deal with a lot because I know mm -hmm. that I don't deal with conflict well, so yeah. I work on it a lot. Yeah. So I love to watch conflict really? and I love to listen to conflict. Really? To me, it's very entertaining. Okay. I'm talking mostly about TV. Right. But also like in a real world situation, mm -hmm. um, I kind of just like to hear it like, ooh, what's the mm -hmm. other person going to do? What are they mm -hmm. going to say? Because then I like do like, if I was in this situation, what would I do? Mm -hmm. And what would I say? And of course, I'm always far more brave sure. and vocal oh, than yeah. I am in real life. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely don't because when it happens to me, I am on the spot and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Should I go through this the polite way and try and end it? Or am I gonna stand my ground mm -hmm. and make sure I quote unquote win at all costs? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I just try and get through it as quickly as possible mm -hmm. because again, it just makes me extremely uncomfortable. Well, I'm even worse than you that if there's conflict around me, even if it has nothing to do with me, I will leave. Such as? If I hear, somebody arguing or mm -hmm. even having a political conversation oh yeah I, I i won't be a part of it and i will leave yeah i will either leave mentally or i will physically leave because i don't like even that kind of conflict yeah so okay it's funny you say that because lately in one of my spanish classes i have one professor who loves to bring up politics okay before class starts oh, fun. and she will always say something and there's this one guy who is on the very, very far end of the political spectrum that I'm not a part of. Mm -hmm. And he always has something to say, always has someone to bash. And then usually like a couple people feed off of it and they're like, mm-hmm, or like, yeah, like, you know what you're talking about or mm -hmm. something like that. And I have an inner conflict to where I'm like, am I gonna speak up and say something right. to represent the other side or Am I going to just be quiet because I don't want to seem like a crazy person? Mm -hmm. um, because people, U of L, as I've mentioned many, many a time before, has a very liberal outlook and view yes. and policy. Yes. Um, and conservative politics are very just thrown out the window and they're right. not considered, especially in classroom settings and with professors and political discussions. Mm -hmm. So if someone with a conservative view speaks up and says something, it's kind of like a dog pile where everyone will just like stare and be like what is wrong with this person yes. that they think like that so mm -hmm. I often have that choice of am I gonna say something or am I just gonna keep quiet and not say anything and I usually don't say anything and I hate that because 
I have the freedom to speak how I feel, but I'm so self-conscious about what other people are going to think that I don't exercise my freedom. And is it worth it? Yeah. Like, that's a, honestly a big point. Mm-hmm. Like, is it worth it to mm-hmm. say this but get judged or not say this and be free of any kind of persecution? Right. right. But yeah, it's something that seems to be happening all the time lately. Yes. And will probably only continue. Yes. Uh, so, in a typical conflict, do you choose flight, fight, freeze, and why? I choose flight, mm-hmm. generally. Even if I can't actually leave the situation, I leave it mentally. Mm-hmm. I check out completely and mm-hmm. like go to a different place. Mm-hmm. And if I can literally leave, I will do that. Yeah. Which sometimes could look like I'm freezing if I go somewhere else mentally because I just like pretend like I'm not there. If I'm actually in a conversation where there's conflict and I have to be a part of that conflict, I probably do f- freeze because yeah. sometimes I, I can't. When I'm that stressed, I can't think of what I want to say. Yeah, I'm thinking of all the different things I could say mm-hmm. and measuring all my words so carefully because I don't want to make the conflict worse. Yeah, so I probably do freeze. It's not a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I would say. Typically, I freeze and then I choose one of the other two because when I freeze, kind of like you said, like I take stock of like the different, what stance am I going to take? What am I going to say? What course of action will I follow? Um, So I freeze and then I think probably more often than not, if it's like a public conflict, I will flight or I will choose flight Mm -hmm. because I don't want to make a scene. I don't want people staring at me. I don't want to make something out of nothing if it's like a family argument Mm -hmm. i will fight because that i'm like i know i can repair these bridges i know that i can handle anything that's going to be thrown at me Mm -hmm. and i can always ask for forgiveness later do you think it's because you feel safe in the family situation yeah i definitely probably yeah and because like i know I can't ruin a family relationship. Family is <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Maybe you fortunately... can't ruin your family relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. Fortunately and unfortunately, family is forever. Mm-hmm. Um, versus a friendship that can end very quickly yeah. if I decide to fight. And you know, I only have you know so many friends, so I can't lose all of them. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely say in like a family setting, I would be more leaning to choose fight, but. Okay, I want to ask you something. Yes. Because I recently had an argument with my parents mm-hmm. about something super small, mm-hmm. super trivial, but it got blown out of the water. Yeah. I was on my phone at dinner, and I was the only person at the table. But my parents were in the kitchen doing dishes, kind of talking amongst themselves. Okay. And my dad said, Jordan, you're at the table, no phone. And I said, I'm the only person at the table, and I'm not engaged in the conversation, so I can be on my phone. And my dad was like don't argue with me and I was like Ah. this is how it's been I have like this has been the going rule that if you're the only person at the table you could be on your phone because when other people are at the table Mm -hmm. obviously no phone right um and so I kept pushing and Ah. my mom started to get really upset because she's like don't you be disrespectful Jordan Uh I was just like I'm not being disrespectful I'm standing my ground your mother you have kids in that kind of situation do you feel like the kid later on has a responsibility to apologize no matter who was necessarily right or wrong or do you feel like you have to be the one to try and initiate some kind of apology Hmm. well first of all kudos to your parents for having 
rules for a polite etiquette at the table because mm-hmm. first of all that is rare anymore yeah. and I can see both sides of the situation because you were at the table by yourself mm-hmm. it wasn't affecting anybody else <clears throat> You also don't know what was happening with mom and dad before that and mm-hmm. why it was a sensitive thing, even though you didn't feel like you were breaking the rules. Yeah. Um, because you are still in their home and still under their rules, yeah. I would apologize. I would have you apologize and yes. say, I'm sorry for, you know, talking back. Not so much you don't feel like you were breaking the rules, but maybe mm-hmm. that you were disrespecting his wish at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that maybe it would be a good conversation to have when when it wasn't in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. and say, so what is the rule? Yeah. You know, is the rule, if I'm here by myself, I can't be on my phone. If you're not in the house, am I not allowed to be on my phone? I mean, like, yeah, what is yeah, the rule? Yeah. And say, I just really would like to know because I want to respect your wishes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they'd go, oh, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. So then this is like so, so pitiful, but like, as the parent, when they come to apologize, mm-hmm. do you get like some kind of gratification? Like, oh, they had to come apologize to me. Or is that just me being like super petty? Um, like when a child apologizes to yeah. a parent? Yeah. It's very humbling, actually. Really? As a parent, okay. when a child apologizes, because first of all, it shows that they have a. a you know, um, a soft heart and mm-hmm. some humility there, which is what you've been trying to work on for all these years. <laughs> yeah. But because it also softens me as a parent mm-hmm. if a, if my child apologizes because I'm like, oh, well, maybe it wasn't just one-sided. Maybe mm-hmm. we both have something to apologize for. Okay. But I never look at it like, huh, see, I was right. Yeah. Never. <laughs> this is why I should never be a parent uh, because I, I would definitely fall for that. Um, the situation ended up being with, I, I did later on apologize okay. to my parents. Okay. And they kind of gave, you know, like a little apology, like, well, I guess we shouldn't have like been so heated about mm-hmm. it. And I was just like, okay. But I always, and I've talked about this with my sister before, and she completely agrees. We, as the kids, always have to say we're sorry first. Really? And that's how it's gone for as long as I can remember, is that we have the responsibility to say I'm sorry, and then our parents will apologize. And I don't think it's necessarily, maybe it's kind of just like a, we're older and we know better kind of deal and like you're younger and you have more to learn or maybe it's just like an accepting humility thing like you admit that you were wrong and then we will reward that with we admit maybe Mm. we were wrong too kind of deal but I just (laughs) I've noticed over the years it's always like and there's so much like defeat and that like to be the first person to say sorry I would keep that in mind when you're a parent Mm -hmm. and think to yourself Am I really the one wrong here? Because as a parent, I I almost always apologize first. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Why do you almost always apologize first? I I let go of things a whole lot faster than other people do. Mm -hmm. And so I just just want, partly because I hate conflict. So I'm really ready to forgive Mm -hmm. and move on really fast. Whereas other people may need to work through it a little bit longer before they're ready to apologize. So for me, it's like, I want to apologize. I want to get this over with. I want to move on. And so I'm ready to do it quickly. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that we both kind of respond to conflict the same way, I 
don't usually respond that way. And I wish I did because that definitely makes holding a grudge a lot harder Mm -hmm. and harboring old feelings a Mm -hmm. lot harder too. And when you make a grudge or you harbor old feelings, that makes conflict more frequent and it makes it uglier too. Right, right. Yeah. But, alas. So, next question. Describe a very bad conflict you've had before. Well, teaching is full of conflict, (laughs) Uh which I wasn't really prepared for when Mm -hmm. I started teaching. Okay. And I didn't start teaching until I was in my late 30s. So Mm -hmm. I was a little more prepared as far as being an adult, you know, and I could deal with kids. But teaching is, especially at a regular public school, is conflict all day long. And it it's really hard so there there were some really big conflicts in teaching where i have to decide if i'm going to go nuclear or not Mm -hmm. on on a class or a student yeah and it doesn't mean yelling because i don't i may have yelled once or twice in my whole teaching career so far Mm -hmm. but it's am i going to put them in their place Oh, okay. where it really needs to happen because yeah. if they do, they'll never recover. I'm yeah. just, <laughs> I just want to tell the kids if you only knew what I could do to you right now, yeah. you could, you, you would be glad that yeah. I'm taking it easy on you. But <sighs> is there any like one particular instance that like stands well, out? There's one kid that called me a really bad name under mm-hmm. his breath, and I said, "Now, what did you say?" And I had him repeat it to uh-huh. me, and he did. Mm-hmm. I said, all right. And then I pressed charges on him. Oh, power to you, Mrs. Pease. Yeah. I have so much respect. Mm-hmm. That is so good. So and then the... his brother waited on me at Cracker Barrel a few years later, and I thought, oh, I hope he doesn't know that I oh, pressed charges on that his brother. Is... <laughs> oh, that's so awkward. That's the problem of living in a small town. Yeah. So, question. Yes. Did you have a lot of conflict with parents being a teacher? Oh, Okay. Not as much as you would think. Okay. Most parents don't care. Yeah. At I, all. Yeah. Either because their kids are doing well or mm-hmm. because they just don't care what their kids are doing. Okay. Occasionally you would get a parent, and I can think of one right now, that I mm-hmm. almost quit teaching over. Because really? it was that bad. And yeah. because I hate conflict. Like, mm-hmm. don't make a big thing about it. something that's not a big deal. Yeah. So I had this kid. He was a junior. And he just wasn't turning his work in, so he didn't mm-hmm. have a good grade. Like, yeah. duh. And his mom kept sending me emails saying, my son has to get an A in every class. He has to have an A. So why doesn't he have an A in your class? And I would say, well, he hasn't turned in this, this, mm-hmm. and this. And then the next day, well, why hasn't you turned it in? Like, I, I don't, don't yeah. know. He has to have an A. We have to meet. We have to talk about this. Oh, my gosh. And it was every day. And it was like I would send her just the facts. This is what he needs to turn in. And then she would blast me with this craziness of how he has to have an A and finally we met in person and it kind of got resolved but I knew anytime I emailed her with any information it would be a blast back at me for why doesn't he have an A Mm -hmm. that would be (sighs) it was awful annoying and for me who hates conflict when I'm just trying to teach, I'm yeah. just trying to get these kids to do something, mm-hmm. and then the mother attacks me constantly. That was bad. Yeah. And I have one right now that oh. is not good. Mm-hmm. I can't say any more than that. That's okay. <laughs> I respect that. Thank you for sharing. <clears throat> yes. Um, a bad conflict I had, it was a conflict I deserved. Um, so 
I worked on a farm uh, for a little over a year. And there <laughs> was a point in time where I was a tad forgetful about things, um, including closing gates um, <laughs> to animal enclosures. <laughs> okay. And um, so one day um, I was out working in the in one of the fields uh, and my boss calls me into the bar and she's like, I need to talk with you about something. Anytime anyone says, I need to talk to you it's about something. Good. I always get into this like shaky, sweaty mm-hmm. feeling of like, oh, this isn't going to be good. And it's not necessarily always bad. Okay. But my, I instinctually assume, oh, this me is too. bad. I'm going to get scolded, whatever. Yes. And I hate that feeling. So I go into the barn and she's like, Jordan, we need to talk. And I'm like, this isn't good. And she's like, I came home yesterday after you had worked and there were there was the cow running around the farm and one alpaca loose on the farm. I came home at eight at night and I had to wrangle them and get them back into the enclosure. And she's like, you have been so forgetful lately. There are things you're not doing that you should. And this is not typical of you. And it has to stop. Mm -hmm. This is your first and uh, first warning of three, two more. And I have to fire you. Uh And I was like, I've never been the kind of employee that gets any kind of reprimanding yeah. like this because I'm a goody two shoes and uh-huh. I'm just like I was so just like and she she was very polite but she was very firm mm-hmm. and I criticism like that I hate to receive because then I take it so personally mm-hmm. so um I said I understand and I apologize and she left probably once she was out of eyesight, I started to cry. Uh-huh. And I cried for like a solid 30 minutes as I worked until mm-hmm. lunch started. And then I ate my lunch in like the workroom instead of going into their house uh-huh. to have lunch where I usually have lunch. Uh-huh. And that conflict was, it was a one-sided conflict. It was really, um, she had things to say that I needed to hear that was I was deserving to hear right. because I had screwed up. Right. Uh, but conflicts like that where it's mostly one-sided and I have no ground to say anything or have any kind of rebuttal makes me feel so bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, it still stings. Like, I can still go back to that situation and think of that encounter and how uncomfortable I was because I hate moments like that. It's just, oh, it gets me. Do you, uh, did that... Um, obviously it is instilled in your mind that mm-hmm. do you think like from now on for the rest of your life you will think have I followed the directions have I done what they've asked me to do because you don't ever want to yes. be in that situation again so it's funny you say that <clears throat> yeah. because now anytime I'm there at the end of the day I am so paranoid I'm like what I, there's something I didn't do mm-hmm. there's something I didn't close despite the fact that I did close it and I'll have to go back and check multiple mm-hmm. times to make everything is closed, mm-hmm. everything is secure. And that's probably a, a good problem to have right. because it makes sure I'm checking everything and making sure everything is as it should be. But it is definitely instilled a annoying paranoia in my mind that I have to go back and quadruple check everything and right. make sure I had okay because I never want to be back in that situation again. So yes. Uh, do you think conflict is always bad? No. Conflict okay. is not always bad. Okay. In fact, that's conflict is the way you resolve things. Mm-hmm. Like for this employer, she had to create that conflict yeah. to make change. Yeah. And she did it, sounds like, in a very, the best way she could do it yeah. without making you feel like you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. 
it's just the, this is what needs to happen or this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I think conflict can be really good. Um, like, for example, mm-hmm. if you are asking for a refund for something, that's mm-hmm. creating possible conflict. Yeah. If you, for me, even the most common things like asking a friend to come over for coffee well, what if they say no? For me, that's conflict. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid they're going to say no, so I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. If you need to make a change in a relationship or something that's not going well, you have to create some kind of conflict to make the change. It yeah. doesn't have to be an argument, but you mm-hmm. have to say, this isn't going well. Yeah. Um, even telling students what their grades are yeah. <laughs> creates conflict because yeah. they may not like it. Yeah. I hated handing out papers because mm-hmm. there's always somebody that's mad about it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you probably deserved worse than I gave you, so yeah. maybe we don't need to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, conflict is not always bad. Okay. I think it can be a very good thing because you have there's that's the only way to change a lot of times. Yeah. Um, I would say the same, but personally, I feel probably more often than not, conflict is is negative or has a negative connotation associated with it. But there is a difference between conflict and fighting. Oh, yeah. Because fighting is almost always negative. Mm -hmm. It's almost hardly ever produces anything good. Um, But it is kind of similar to conflict in that two people are engaging in something that can ruin the relationship, and if they're not careful, can bring up like a whole can of worms Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, but kind of like things you mentioned, like creating change in a relationship or even just like, I didn't even think like asking for a refund. That is kind of conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, I would definitely say probably, uh, I obviously don't handle conflict well, but in my life I've probably had more negative conflict Mm -hmm. than good conflict. But I'm trying to think of like a positive moment of conflict that like I initiated, but I can't think of anything. I think like probably with my sister like we'll have if we've been like arguing about something and like going back and forth at it a lot usually one of us will go and like mention it one more time so that we can like it sounds weird but like we'll bring the conflict Mm -hmm. back up so that we can resolve it yeah and then we'll be like i hate it when we fight i'm Mm -hmm. sorry we fought um let's just like put it away and like forget about Mm -hmm. it um because that happened not too long ago while we were on vacation and we got in a fight and then um Paige was just like Jordan I don't like it when we fight and I was like Paige I don't like it when we fight either and we resolved the we resolved the issue Mm -hmm. um so I think situations like that bringing up a problem is good conflict because it we know it will lead directly to a solution and especially if you have healthy conflict and the more you can think about it and have that healthy conflict that it comes to a resolution yeah. it sounds like that's some of that mm-hmm. yeah and like it's interesting because we always say conflict is negative but like granted conflict and arguing are not necessarily the same but like they say that like a healthy romantic relationship means there is conflict and arguing mm-hmm. because it means you're having good discourse, you're right. being open, you're being right. honest, and you're not keeping everything bottled up because that would be very unhealthy for the relationship. Right. Um, so we kind of already talked about this of how do you deal with conflict. Um, but unless you have something to, else to add to it, we could just go to the next question. Well, we talked about how I get really quiet, but if I know mm-hmm. I'm going into conflict, 
and it, and I have time to think about it. Like mm-hmm. if I have to make a phone call and I know there's going to be some conflict in it, mm-hmm. I actually think about what I'm going to say. Sometimes mm-hmm. I even write it down because yeah. if I get so stressed, I can't remember what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And that helps me to say what I need to say, mm-hmm. be logical about it and not mm-hmm. emotional about it. If I can actually write it out, it's even better like in an email mm-hmm. than having to say it because I don't do as well when I just have yeah. to say it. So those are ways that I deal with it if I know it's coming. If mm-hmm. I don't know it's coming, then I'm usually just stunned and look like I don't have anything to say. Yeah. yeah. So um, when I worked at uh, an animal hospital, like I mentioned for a little while. Um, you were there when Daisy was sick. I when, was there. When our old English sheepdog was so sick. You were there then. Yeah. I forgot that. I, yes, I remember. I remember when Daisy was there. Because I remember I was like, on her chart it was Daisy Spees. And uh-huh. I was like, I wonder if that's Mrs. Spees. Yes, I remember that. She Do was you, so sick. Oh, is she? She had Parvo then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's Parvo. Oh my gosh. Parvo's, she lived and she's That's fine. A good though. Because a lot of dogs don't survive Parvo. But I guess that says good things about the animal hospital personally i don't have good things to say about the animal hospital but <laughs> talked about that in episode 14 um with my sister during the jobs discussion so we won't dredge that okay. back up but um when i would have like conflict with clients because it was almost always about pricing because um prices were not cheap no there they were pretty especially expensive. when your dog has parvo yeah especially with parvo <laughs> um so Oh, clients would get upset all the time yeah. over prices yeah. and so that was conflict where I would always just shrink back yeah. and I would just try and find someone to blame and that is so that's such a negative way to handle conflict mm-hmm. is just pawning it on to someone else right. but I think in that situation a lot of like customer service people have to default oh. to that because a front desk person receiving a little more than minimum wage can't control the situation, no. can't change the bill, can't no. change the prices. Honestly, I can't do anything to change the situation. Right. But the person across the counter thinks I have all the right. power in the world to change right. the situation. Um, so oftentimes I would just try and blame someone else with mm-hmm. the conflict. Um, how do conflict and confrontation differ, if at all? I think that confrontation is just one type of conflict, that Mm -hmm. there are all different types of conflict. And that confrontation can be, I need to talk to you about something, or somebody yelling at me about something that I have no control over, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, But conflict, because I'm so sensitive to conflict, it can be so many things like having to tell somebody that I can't come to their party. Mm -hmm. For me, that's conflict because I don't know how they're going to react. And I hate to disappoint people. So anything that could disappoint somebody is conflict, but it's not confrontation. Yeah. So confrontation is even harder for me Mm -hmm. than just general conflict. Yeah. Because then I have to convince myself that the confrontation is worth it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm always, I keep peace at all costs. So confrontation is really hard. Mm -hmm. And generally, I just talk myself out of it. Yeah. Now with students... I have to talk myself into it mm-hmm. and I have to say this is what you need to be doing right now or you need to stop that yeah. or I need to see more of this or and it's still even hard Man. and I'm 52 years old so so I like that you made that association of like all confrontation is conflict but not all conflict is mm-hmm. confrontation 
Um, for me, I feel like confront. I personally associate confrontation with a lot of negativity, and it's it's definitely a blame game of like you have been doing this and you need to stop mm-hmm. or like this is all your fault. And honestly, I think of reality TV a lot with confrontation mm-hmm. because that is probably like. 70% of what reality TV is is just confrontation right. of people fighting right. each other. Um, but I, because all confrontation is conflict, I would say they're very similar. Yes. Um, but they do have some distinct differences. Mm-hmm. And then I have two questions that aren't on the card because okay. I was thinking about it a lot after you chose this topic. We both have had conflict with family, deep conflict with family. Mm-hmm. And so... If you are open to it, and I totally understand if you aren't, because I'm not always open to discussing it, what is it like to have a long-lasting conflict with a family member? For me, first of all, it's very tiring mm-hmm. <laughs> because it doesn't go away. Yeah, It is something that is day in and day out. In fact, I would wake up in the morning and... And I'll just say that I'm talking about when my daughter was in high school and Mm -hmm. she was going through a lot of really, really hard things that were not getting any better. And I would wake up in the morning and I would go, oh, because I would remember again what was going on and just drag yourself out of bed and make yourself go to work. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of prayer, Mm -hmm. a lot of digging into the Bible saying, God, I've got to have something here because I can't do this by myself. Yeah not even really knowing how to talk to her when she's there because she doesn't want to change. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of, a lot of just going through the motions of the day Mm -hmm. of doing what needs to be done, even doing what needs to be done for her. And unfortunately, because I, I have a heart, such a hard time with conflict. I didn't even know how to talk to her about it Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so just exhausting. Mm -hmm and praying that it would get better and it eventually did and god did amazing things in her life Mm -hmm. and knowing that i had lived through that was really good Mm -hmm. and that i can live through hard things yeah um and that i can help other people live through it too sometime that's great but yeah it's long drawn out conflict is really hard yeah so first of all thank you very much for sharing that with Mm -hmm. me for being open about that um i think that's such a wonderful testament to who you are as a person um so for me um also kind of a similar situation my brother throughout high school and after high school um did a lot of things made a lot of poor choices that affected the family that caused a lot of conflict Mm -hmm. within the home i just remember like not wanting to be around yeah. I was constantly in that state of flight where like if there was going to be conflict I just didn't want to be there for it mm-hmm. whether it be just I escape up to my room or I'm just somewhere else mm-hmm. um, because I would feel so uncomfortable and then I would feel so much guilt over a situation I had no control right. over and a lot of times I would just feel like I had done I had personally done something wrong and Mm -hmm. that I was disappointing my parents when I hadn't done anything wrong and I wasn't causing any disappointment to my parents. Um, And I feel another effect of just long-lasting conflict is that 
it makes it feel like that person with uh, with the family member it makes it feel like that person really isn't a family member mm. because it's like we're family so we're supposed to be loving and we're supposed to be caring and we're supposed to be there for each other and we're not supposed to fight like this so when there is all that conflict it's like well why are you treating us like we're not your family why are you treating mm-hmm. us like we're people you can't stand and you don't want mm-hmm. to be around so it's definitely a difficult thing to have such long-lasting conflict mm-hmm. with family especially like within the nuclear family of like parents brother sister right. versus just like second cousin right. removed right. or something and i have to add to that part of the what it created with my daughter and the the drugs and the alcohol and the rehab and all of that that it caused a huge strain on my marriage mm-hmm. that you wouldn't think that it would because you're kind of in this together yeah. but it is huge and so i was trying to keep everybody happy mm-hmm. i was trying to keep her alive mm-hmm. <laughs> which took everything i had yeah and i was trying to keep this marriage going which took everything i had yeah. and it was it was about put me under yeah. <laughs> and i when you say that i can't help but think of like my parents and I'll probably never know mm-hmm. the conversations they had behind closed doors right. about what was going on within our family and what kind of strains it had on their marriage because I'm sure it did. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there were a lot of times where they just want to throw in the towel and say, like, we give up. We don't know mm-hmm. what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but also think, like, my mom was definitely the peacekeeper of our family. Mm-hmm. And she just tried to make everyone happy. And she had to sacrifice a lot for her own happiness mm-hmm. in order to try and make everyone else happy. And I think that's another piece of conflict is that you're always so concentrated and focused on what is happening to you within the conflict that you never focus on the person you're engaging with mm-hmm. in the conflict or other people just surrounding the situation. Because like my sister was also greatly affected by it and I'll, I'll never know what happened with her and how she dealt with all the right. conflict, but I know it was probably different and similar to experiences that I had too. Mm-hmm. But it's important to realize that you're not the only person who feels like they've been hurt. You're not the right. only person who feels like they've been just drawn through the ringer. And I even felt bad for my son at during all of that too because he kind of got left to the side you know all the energy was put into my daughter Mm -hmm. and my son was doing great so we just kind of let him be great by himself you know and and I look back at that and that I'm I feel bad about that yeah but I think because again well the the two situations are very similar so I I see that within my situation Mm -hmm. as well that my sister and I were able to be like kind of Mm self-sustainable we're like we kind of just had to operate without all the focus being on us right. and that a lot of our a lot of the attention we had been receiving was going to someone else mm-hmm. and we just had to operate with that mm-hmm. and that is something that our parents like over time realized like oh like we like kind of shorted you guys and like we didn't have that intention also we're like mm-hmm. really sorry if that was something mm-hmm. that happened and it's just like oh well i guess at the time i wasn't totally aware but like yeah that definitely did mm-hmm. happen you know but yep. that's just Part of conflict within family. It really is. Because it's impossible to spread it evenly at all times. Yeah. So, last question. Because this is something I've thought about a ton. Do you experience a lot of inner conflict with yourself? 
you know, sometimes yes and sometimes no. And part of my inner conflict is I need to keep peace at all times. So there's always how how can I keep peace mm-hmm. here, 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 and here. So there's always that little bit going on. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if it's just me thinking about my inner world, I'm very peaceful. That's good. My my little inside world is pretty calm. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So I would I have so much inner conflict and a lot of it has to do with being just like a very self-conscious person mm-hmm. where I'm constantly going back and second guessing everything that I did and everything that I said and I'm like, "Well, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Like, why can't I be better at this? Why can't I be better at like interacting with this person or why can't I just seem like this and why am I not like mm-hmm. this?" And I have that inner battle that Honestly, it's probably just a big piece of like coming of age and growing up and realizing all these different things are going on, but there's like so little control you have over each and every little Mm -hmm. thing. Um, So I, I feel especially lately with like college nearing or college nearing its end and like internships and jobs and all this stuff that I'm constantly at some kind of conflict of what am I doing? What am I supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing? am I planning? Am I doing all this right? And I constantly say like, oh, I'm not doing good enough or I need to be doing more of this. Just stuff like that. That is so much inner conflict and is so heavy to carry all the time Mm -hmm. because it just sticks with me and then it just bounces around in my brain and it's all that I think about. And when it's all that I think about, things go to the wayside and I let myself get overly emotional about things that are not a big deal mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I feel like that's definitely becoming more prominent within like the younger generations mm-hmm. that there's a, so much more inner conflict and maybe it's because culture is changing maybe it's again just because it's part of a coming of age thing um, but it just seems so prominent lately I think it is part of coming of age and it's figuring out who you are and it's figuring out how you fit into all of these different scenarios that you're becoming a part of and Mm -hmm. will become a part of because at my age a lot of times I'm like eh like when I think what should I have done eh it'd be fine yeah (laughs) because (laughs) after all these years you realize oh it it will be fine yeah and that people really don't care as much about you as you think they do exactly which I still have to convince myself of sometimes because so it's not super easy but I gotta be honest with you when I when my mind starts spinning like that because it does I think okay lord this is not from you this is you're not you don't tell me to spin on this this Mm -hmm. is not something you're telling me to do and so i think okay he says be still and know that i am god be still and know that i am god so when i think about that i'm like okay lord you got to take this because i can do it yeah you're gonna have to take it and you're gonna have to let me think of you and truth and then things calm down and I can think logically again. Yeah. And that's something that I also have a hard time dealing with because I'll go through like some kind of inner conflict and I'm like, well, it's not for me to try and handle, mm-hmm. excuse me, not for me to try and handle on my own. Mm-hmm. It's not something for me to toil over. This mm-hmm. is something that I should be able to hand over to God mm-hmm. to deal with and then just wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I have that control freak syndrome where I'm just like, no, this is something that I need to figure out, mm-hmm. something that I need to find the solution to, and I can't just hand it over because mm-hmm. then it's out of my hands. So. And then God says, and that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely easier said than done it to really, just hand truly. over the control. Of the and conflict. sometimes you have to do it over and over and over and over yeah. again until you're actually training yourself to automatically hand it over. Yeah. 
just something that will come with time. I guess. And it does. It takes it takes a long time, but God's sitting there going, "Hey, I'm ready." <laughs> yeah, just watching the show. <laughs> so before we go to ads, and okay. thank you by the way for such a great discussion. Yes, this was this a wonderful discussion. Is there anything we didn't say or go over that you would like to add? No, I don't think so. I think that learning how to deal with conflict, whether you really like conflict or really don't like conflict like me and you, <laughs> is learn is growing in what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. And never just letting it be what it is. Make yeah. it better. Like next time I want to make it better. I want to be able to do this better. And figuring out how to do that. So this conversation is part of that for me. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Mm -hmm. thank you again for a great discussion. I really enjoyed this. Me too. Uh, So we are going to head to ads, so stick around. We're sponsored by the world's most annoying commercial plane every single freaking commercial break. Yes, you could keep your sanity, but wouldn't you rather be annoyed beyond belief by something you'll never buy or use? We'd like to thank Oatmeal Raisin Cookies. They're the world's greatest disappointment, regardless if you mistook it for a chocolate chip cookie or not. Welcome back. It is time for our game. Like I just told you, this is one of my favorite games, and it's only been played twice. We actually played this recently um, in Matthew Keck's episode, but due to technical difficulties that, like, I I don't know why... There was an issue, but there was an issue. Like, we lost half of the audio for the game, so I feel like it robbed the listener of a true exactly. and amazing experience. So we're playing this game again because it's. I love to play this game. Okay. I think it's so much fun. So we are playing Character Profile, and the way this game works is we will choose five of these uh, five names that I've come up with at random, and none of these are all, like, absurd names, by the way. Okay. I should mention that. Um, but so we will choose five names one by one. We will have one minute to write anything and everything about this person. Background, who they are, what they do, things they like, don't like, whatever. Um, we will have one, one minute for each name. After we have done all five characters, we will share one by one each character and decide who had the better description. And then, you know, there will be, there will be a loser. I would like to win. I've yet to win this game, but I've had very worthy competitors. So I swallow my pride in saying that I did win. I did lose to people who deserved the win. Okay, so. well, let me say this. You mm-hmm. are a better creative writer than I am. Oh, thank you. And I've you. seen your creative thank writing, you. so we'll see how this goes. So Okay, well, let's see how this goes okay. then. All right, so you can choose three, and then I'll choose two. So go ahead and read yours on. Jojo Boots. Okay, That's Jojo awesome. Boots. Bobo Jonesy. Okay. Jaboy James. Okay. <laughs> All right, I picked Mala Chris. Mala's the first name. And then Mick Nickel. I don't know why, but when I wrote these, I thought they were the funniest thing in the world. They're pretty funny. Thank you. All right, so what, do you have one that you would like to start with first? Any, any name that is grabbing you? I think Jojo Boots. Okay, Jojo Boots. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, let me write down the name. That would probably be a good thing. Jojo Boots. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. Okay, time's up. Did you get a lot down? Well, (laughs) we'll see. It looks like you got a lot down. I I was not doing very hot with this name. All right, which one would you like to do next? Mala Chris. Okay, we'll do Mala Chris. And do we get to decide ourselves if it's a boy or a girl you get to decide everything you want 
All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. Dang it. Okay. <sighs> I was right in the middle of a word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's do Mick Nickel next. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. All right, time's up. I have a good feeling about that one. Okay. That one I had a better time with than mm. the other ones. How about you, TJ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Oh, sorry. Blowing them everywhere. I okay. have such a bad habit of doing that with my laugh. Okay. okay, so we've got Bobo left and we have Jaboy. Which would you rather do first? Uh, Jaboy. Okay, Jaboy James. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, <laughs> go. Dang it. That was more I wanted to write. Okay, that leaves. Uh, oh, which one? Bobo Jonesy. Bobo Jonesy. Bobo Jonesy. Okay. I have no idea what I'm going to write about Bobo. I'm completely out. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, on your mark, get set, go. Okay. All right. Did you think this was fun by chance? Did you it like was, this? I did like it, but I... It, it is very stressful <laughs> to write fast. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're... I can't think yes, of anything. I understand exactly. So, did you have a preference for going first or? I'll go first. Okay, all right. Let's start. So, we'll start with JoJo Boots. That okay. was our first one. Ready? Yes. Okay. I said that JoJo Boots is proud of his boots. He's from a Mississippi mud farm where boots are a necessity. Jojo has two names because he's a big boy, 285 pounds. <laughs> Joe wasn't big enough, so Jojo it is. Oh. And Jojo has a communications degree. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine where you pulled that out from. But I like that because he's so big. He, he has technically two names, <laughs> Joe and Joe. All right, so I, I, I think yours is better. Um, a monkey for a traveling circus. He only walks upright and hates being called a monkey. He's very much a person. He loves the color orange and likes watching Meryl Streep movies with friends. Oh, no, that's way better. I, no, I think yours is so much more descriptive. I could never think of anything beyond a real human, so that was really good. Well, I don't know. That might be a draw. We can, yeah, we can call that a, I don't think I've had a draw before, but first for mm. everything. Okay. I'll go first for Malachris. Okay. Member of the underground Mexican rap battle. She's got a 70-30 win ratio in rap battles, and her neck is abnormally thick. Her favorite word for rhyming is, I was going to say Maserati, but I got to Mazar. So okay. her favorite okay. word for rhyming is Mazar. Yeah, I think I'm going to lose on this one. <clears throat> She's from New York City. Mala steps out at night sounds bad but it's really to get away from her family who fights all night oh. she just wants to read a book is what i was gonna write but um, i didn't get that far oh uh, well because it was mid-sentence i guess i'll hand this one to me if that's okay yes oh yeah okay. definitely you i, I like, like that there thick, was a rhyme like though on the first neck. sentence oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part <laughs> thank you would you like to go first for yeah. mick nickel <clears throat> Mick is named after Mick Jagger, but he is actually a Nickelback fan. <laughs> he also does not have two nickels to rub together. <laughs> Mick is hoping for his big break at the next county fair as a guitar hero. Okay. I also went with the money theme. Okay. I love that Nickelback <laughs> detail. I said, he's a stock trader who always picks the worst companies to invest he has lost about $27,000 in investments and was recently left by his wife. 
She took the kids and the Jeep, too. Oh, no, mine's better. I think yours is better, Believe for sure. Believe it or not, I, I'm going with mine. Uh, that, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, the Nickelback thing, just, uh-huh. I love the Nickelback mm-hmm. detail. All right, I'll go first for Jaboy James. Okay. I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm proud of this one. Was named after the delivery room nurse said, here's Jaboy. <laughs> His mom assumed she had named him that while she was recovering from the drugs. And I wrote as a last minute thought, he likes karaoke. So that's that's what I wrote. Okay. Mine says, Jaboy is really a girl. <laughs> 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 but her dad was sure she would be a boy, so they named her Jaboy. Jaboy <laughs> writes books and is a barista at a coffee shop. Okay, that is so funny. You hands down get this. Jaboy's <laughs> actually. That's really good. That's really good. All right, are you ready for our last yeah, one, yeah. Bobo Jonesy? <clears throat> All right, Bobo weighs. 387 pounds and is the largest male ballerina he's been the rat king in the nutcracker for the past six years and it's not just because he only eats cheese and cheerios he is single <laughs> that's what i wrote <laughs> as my final afterthought shockingly single <laughs> is that was that the end of it yeah that okay. was the end of it. <laughs> okay i was completely out of ideas on this one bobo Bobo is a baby boy who mostly likes to swing, be swaddled, and take naps. He also laughs at the dog. His parents dream of him being a, and that's where it ended, but it was going to have something to do with a rodeo. Okay, I like rodeo <laughs> thinking, but because mid-sentence, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say I want to go yeah. with myself Oh, yeah, definitely. One. So we're at a draw, which I fear won't suffice for my insatiable need for victory. So okay. let's do one last name. Okay. I will let you choose the final name. Let's hope it's a good one. What am I kidding? They're all good. Pansy Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What if I told you that's a name of a real person? Well, it's a nickname for a real person. Okay. There was someone I knew back in elementary school, and she called me Jordan Geisler, which is unfortunately something a lot of people yes. tell me but you understand because spees is german oh my goodness. and it's the second vowel yes and nobody ever gets right no one gets mm-hmm. and mine is the same way mm-hmm. everyone says geisler instead of geisler mm-hmm. but um so her name was nancy so i thought pansy was mm-hmm. a good name to call and anyways yeah long story short I, there was a girl i called pansy um so Pansy. Pansy Bojancy. Pansy Bojancy. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. Dang it. Oh, I was right in the middle of a word. Okay. Would you like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Pansy Bojancy never wore pants. (laughs) (laughs) It was leggings all the way, even though she looked like a stuffed sausage. (laughs) A dress would have been better, but Pansy could not think outside the leggings. Okay. (laughs) I also went with the doesn't like pants. Okay. So I said, is in a midlife crisis and dyed her hair denim blue. She hates pants, but likes the thought of wearing a fancy pantsuit. Also, she is a vegan and tells everyone she is. I wrote, copying from Bobo, she is single. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say by choice, but I only got to the B and 
Oh, you, win, so. you definitely win that one. Are you sure? Oh, I really completely. liked the stuffed sausages description. <laughs> I liked your details on that she, she's vegan and tells everyone. <laughs> because, you. of course, you have to. You have to. If you're vegan, yes. it's just a... It's mm-hmm. you're it's doing a, a service by telling yes, people you that you're vegan, so but you're the vegan. I don't think I've laughed more at a description than yours for Jaboy James. Just the <laughs> fact that Jaboy was a girl totally coming by surprise. I'm pretty proud of myself here because you did a very good yes, job. You are a worthy it's not competitor. My forte. Memoir is more my forte, so making up stuff is hard for me. You, I thought you did a very Thank good job, you. and it was much more like professional and smooth sounding than mine mine was very jagged but thank you so much for playing this, this game fun. i'm so okay i, I are you play, are you excited to win i yeah i'm so excited that this is probably i think one of this is probably the second game i've won of the entire history of the show so i am very flattered to have won well, thank you so much for being here for playing this ridiculous game and for just providing wonderful conversation i so value you as a person and all the help you've given me over the years just thank you so much for being here it means so much to me mrs b well i love watching you and watching you grow and become mm. a man and be figure out who you're gonna be i think it's awesome and thank i appreciate you, you inviting me because this was a huge privilege for me absolutely maybe there will be another chance for you to come on in season three if you would like to come back i think i could all right door is always open all right before we close i will give you a five second psa of anything of your choice you know make the most of your education as a teacher so many students don't make the most of their education and it is a huge privilege so make the most of your education and i'm still getting another degree so i gotta take my advice too. you're getting another degree what in teaching visually impaired all right another master's degree so, go for yes. you all right very worthy public service announcement <laughs> thank you for your input all right closing announcements okay. for this episode Thank you for tuning into this episode of Geyser's Guidelines. Remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode when they come out every other Tuesday. Please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It is the best way for people to know what this podcast is all about. If you have any suggestions for topics or games for the show, send them to geysersguidelines at gmail.com. No apostrophe in Geysers. You can follow me on Instagram at savagesasquatch78, and you can follow Mrs. Spees at... Becky Price Spees. All right. Thank you again very much to our wonderful guest, Mrs. Becky Spees, for being on the show. All content on the show is created by yours truly, Jordan Geisler. Thanks again for tuning in, and stay good, everybody.